Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We will not bow down to our racism. We will not bow down to I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna 
Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend, Saturday and Sunday, June 1st and 2nd, 12 noon to 10 p.m. Free admission, living history at its best. CEC Meeting House Theater, 3500 Lancaster Avenue, and New Africa Center Museum, 4243 Lancaster Avenue. Facebook slash Living History Heritage Project or 215-848-3651. That's 215-848-3651. Sponsored by PA Humanities Council, PA Legislative Black Caucus, State Representative Vanessa Lowry-Brown, and Councilwoman Marion B. Tasco. Welcome to Inside the Black Box. This is a special edition of Inside the Black Box. This is our Emancipation Proclamation Celebration episode with our special guest, Baba Kenya. How are you, Kenya? Hello. How are you today? Can you hear me clearly? I see, hear you wonderful, loud and clear. Wonderful. Well, um, with this special episode, um, you're going to lead the way. And um, I am just a producer, so we're going to bring on our host at this moment for your, this moment in time, and she is going to guide everyone through the Emancipation Proclamation Celebration episode of Inside the Black Box. Hello, Zahara. Hello, hello. How are you? How's everyone out there? <laughs> I'm so happy to be on the radio with you guys today on this beautiful sunny day. Uh, it's pretty hot, and it's going to be even hotter coming up this weekend with the Emancipation Proclamation Weekend. And, boy, do we have some stuff for you this weekend. Uh, we have Soldier of Truth coming. We have our brother Ahmad Kenya, who comes, who is hopefully, who will join us here today because it's all about him and what he's bringing to CEC at 3500 Lancaster Avenue right here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, starting at 12 noon uh, until 10 o'clock tomorrow night. And guess what, people? It's all free. 
That's right. You ain't got to pay a dime to find out about who's who and your history and other wonderful things that we have going on. But before we move on to that, I want to say thank you to my producer, Jacqueline Taylor Adams, for bringing us in today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Without her, I just wouldn't maybe be able to do any of this. And I want to thank you, the audience. Without you listening, we would not be on the on the radio. So let me tell you what's going on with First World Theater Ensemble before we get to the Emancipation Proclamation. We have been doing our wonderful readings every Tuesday night for the past four Tuesdays at 7 p.m. right here at CEC. This week, our last one is called The Immortals, written by Richard DeMont Pierce about the Negro Baseball League. It is a comedy with a little touch of drama, and boy, is it a lot of fun. And we want you to come out and join us, because afterwards, it's a little small, little after party, you know, gathering with lesbians, you know, so we can sit around, chit-chat, you know how we do, with some wine and some beer, and just have a great time. But before that, if you arrive at 6 o'clock, you can be seen on our TV show, Inside the Black Box. That's right. We are recording live our audience on Inside the Black Box. And who knows? You might end up on the camera. You know, tell us how you feel about theater and, and what you think where theater should go and do you like theater, you know, all those great things. After that, starting on June the 7th through June 16th, we have our upcoming production, Muralista, written by Mr. Joseph P. Blake. Now, a young African-American male who's just been commissioned to paint a mural on the wall, which is a tree and a waterfall. Well, this particular day, the neighborhood and the wall says no more. Well, we really can't go into details because you wouldn't want to come and see the show if I tell you everything, but I can guarantee you it is controversial and it will get you talking. So please join us starting June 7th through the 16th right here at CEC 3500 Lancaster Avenue for our last production of the season, Muralista. And you can just go to our website and start purchasing your tickets at www.firstworldtheater, that's theater with an R-E, dot biz. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break just for a hot minute, and then we're going to come back with our special guest, Mr. Kenya, Ahmad Kenya, to talk about this hot weekend. You think Atlanta is hot? Philly just got hotter. We'll be right back. Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend, Saturday and Sunday, June 1st and 2nd, 12 noon to 10 p.m. Free admission, living history at its best. CEC Meeting House Theater, 3500 Lancaster Avenue, and New Africa Center Museum, 4243 Lancaster Avenue. Facebook slash Living History Heritage Project or 215-848-3651. That's 215-848-3651. Sponsored by PA Humanities Council, PA Legislative Black Caucus, State Representative Vanessa Lowry-Brown, and Councilwoman Marion B. Tasco. Okay, all right, we are back, and thank you for joining us here on Inside the Black Box. I'm your host, Zahara McGill, and we are here to talk about a wonderful uh, thing that's coming up this weekend. It's going to be hot, and it's going to be hot outside. It's going to be hot inside the CEC because you are going to learn a whole lot of stuff. 
Now, my friend, my guest today, uh, we call him Baba Kenya, but I call him Kenya, uh, who's a very dear friend of mine. And this man came up with a wonderful idea, I think, that Philadelphia definitely, without a doubt, needs to come out and support. And I'm going to let him talk about it. First, I want to get introduce you to him and let him, you know, get a little history of who he is and what he's done. And then we're going to move on to the Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend. Baba Kenya, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. Hello, hello. How are you today? Hello, hello, hello. I'm uh, <laughs> busy, 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 busy. <laughs> I, I know you are. I know you're busy. Well, we are so happy to have you here with us today. Uh, if you don't Thank mind, you. I'm going to call you Kenya because you're my friend Kenya. But the audience, you have to call him Baba Kenya. But uh, to me, you are my dear friend, and we are so happy to have you with us today, Kenya. Thank you so much. Now, um, I want you just for a few just for a few minutes, uh, give the audience, let's get a little feedback on who you are and how did you come about um, to bring this wonderful Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend uh, to CEC. Well, uh, basically in a nutshell, I'm a performance artist. I'm also the uh, acting director of Images of the Motherland Interactive Theater and the Living History Heritage Project. And we specialize in historically uh, produced and uh, historic timeline productions that are all original productions. And uh, one of the uh, primary works of ours is the Life and Times of Omar Ibn Said and the Timbuktu African Artifacts Exhibit and Workshop. And the uh, Living History Heritage Project also features another dramatic production called uh, Abdurrahman Ibrahima, The Prince Among Slaves, which is also a live reenactment. We've been uh, touring the United States since approximately 2009, various cities, various states, doing this production at a wide variety of venues, including uh, schools, community centers, museums, libraries, um, houses of worship, uh, festivals, uh, theaters, universities, uh, the list goes on and on. You do have, you, you do have a wonderful piece that talks, um, that is, it, it includes music and dance, and I know it's very interactive, and I know that probably more so the kids love it, um, um, and I yes. know that, that that's probably a popular piece for you, isn't it? Yes, that's uh, a production called Mambagor and Tales of the Dogon. And you're right, it yeah. is very, very much interactive. It features stilt walkers and African marionettes. We're the only ones that have African marionettes. And uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, special effects, you know, lighting, smoke machines, those kinds of things. And uh, it's based on some traditional, original, uh, historical epics that come from the Dogon people out of the uh, the region of Banjagara in Mali, West Africa. Okay. Now, um, uh, can you elaborate just a little bit more for our audience so they can understand who was the Dogon people, so that they understand who they are and um, what part of the region of Africa they came from? Well, the Dogon people are, uh, right now, they're a minority group, uh, an ethnic minority that inhabit a um, a cliff, in Mali uh, that's called uh, the Banjagara Cliff. Uh, they, um, they're they pretty much um, 
a mix of uh, animists and Muslims, and uh, there might be a few Christians among them, but they're one of the few peoples that still maintain their traditional forms of living and traditional cultural practices as well. There's no electricity there. There's no uh, running water from faucets or uh, uh, sanitation like we have here with common modern-day toilet uh, facilities and and other things. Uh, They simply live in a a natural uh, agricultural surrounding, and uh, they've done so since, uh, I guess, their their advent in in that part of West Africa around uh, oh maybe uh, the year one thousand. Okay, okay. So in other words, they they are still just living in the original form of of the way our ancestors lived. They have not uh, bothered to come into the modern world. Is that what you're telling us? Well, um, there's there's sort of a. Um, there's sort of a, a mild uh, amalgamation into the Western world. And when I say that, what I mean is this. Uh, when when the sun sets there in Dogon country, yeah. it's dark. There, there are no electric lights. There, there's no refrigeration. There's no telephones. Uh, if there are cell phones, it's because some of the younger people, the younger generation have gone out and obtained them. How they charge them, God only knows, with no electrical <laughs> sources. Um, so they must have uh, quite a quantity of extra batteries to uh, to keep their cell phones going. Uh, there's no internet access. Um, the uh, the meats that are consumed are freshly killed and uh, and then prepared immediately because uh, they have to be consumed immediately, and as well as the uh, the vegetation uh, that, that's grown there. So uh, they they dress um, in 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 modern a combination of modern Western clothing as well as traditional attire. So you'll you'll see okay. that that blend of that mix there. Okay. Now, now speaking of, speaking of of the Dogo people, I, I, we I want you wanted to know that um, uh, Kenya, even though you've been a performer. Um, you have to be uh, a wonderful photographer. Um, I've seen some of your wonderful pictures, uh, photos of these people. And as a matter of fact, uh, from your travel, um, I have one of your beautiful pictures of, of a beautiful sister uh, who got so excited she just started dancing uh, at this special event. Now, um, I believe that we had a discussion before about double people. They don't like to be photographed. So how was it that you were able to photograph them? Well, as with all peoples in in various cultures and countries, uh, you have to recognize and respect their decorum of uh, their uh, etiquette, you know, areas and places that they consider to be sacred. um, you you always have to uh, give deference, and and it's always best to ask permission first before you just simply go ahead and and, and do something. So uh, nine times out of ten, I simply ask permission, or if it was uh, an an open type of environment and activity that appeared to be um, uh, accessible and interactive by all, then, you know, you, you would just simply follow the lead of those that you saw doing the same thing. Uh, okay. I've been I've been back and forth to uh, West Africa over a period of ten years, uh, 
from about 2000 to 2010, every year I would go. And uh, each time I would go, I would go further and further inland. I would okay. uh, interview various people, photograph them, videotape them, uh, collect instruments, musical instruments, record music, live music, uh, record and uh, pick up the costumes and costume parts, accessories, and you know, okay. gain all the uh, the intrinsic um, educational and uh, culturally ethnic background information on these things, so that we could added into, inculcated in, in our programs and our our events and our stories and, and teach the Western world about these things. Okay. Okay. Now 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 before we can before we move on to about the Emancipation Proclamation um Jubilee Celebration Weekend, which is gonna be a hot weekend right here in Philadelphia, people I'm telling you that if you think hot land is on fire, it's gonna be on fire this weekend and this man has brought it to Philadelphia. Um tell our audience, um, how did you I mean what was it that got you so interested um in um um you know, just traveling, uh, finding out about our ancestors, um, and taking photos of them, and just getting more deeper into um, on the reasons why. You know, bringing all these wonderful things back. You know, having the having the museum uh, things on display from parts of Africa that you've traveled. Why did you? What was it that drove you to become so curious and to do this? Well, I would have to possibly uh, give the the ultimate credit to my mother. Uh, my mother uh, was always very supportive of my, uh, or I should say our, when I, when I say our, I speak of my brothers and sisters, our uh, various pursuits in life. Uh, she always tried to keep us connected to family and um, always tried to uh, make us aware of the relationships and the interrelationships that existed between family members. So um, as a result of that, uh, our house proverbially became a, a way station for uh, relatives who were moving about different parts of the country. And, you know, every okay. every now and then you'd wake up in the morning and there'd be someone on the Pullman couch downstairs in the living room. You know, and uh, you, <laughs> my mother would say, "This is your cousin or your your uncle so and so or your your aunt so and so." You know, and she'd tell us how we were related. So I sat down one day and decided to uh, tape uh, a number of large um, uh, 18 by 24 sheets of uh, white sketching paper together and sat down with a pencil and a ruler, and I had her uh, give me the oral connection as far back as she could remember of her family lineage, and uh, I had my father do the same, and uh, that became a massive uh Family history project that uh, is 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 now so large that it's on D DVD, and as a result of that, we did the uh, DNA uh, evaluation through AfricanAncestry.com. So we were able to determine what uh, tribal groups we originated from. But in the meantime, I was always interested in uh, in, in Africa and uh, in African culture and society. Okay. When I was in college, I did a, a a very profound uh, two-hour uh, audio recording production uh, that uh, was broken into four half-hour segments. It was played on WKDU FM okay. radio, and uh, when it aired on the radio, the phone boards just lit up, and uh, we, we wound up playing that production 
at least four to five times before the year was out due to recalls alone. And um, it was, it was very profound. So you move from one phase to the next, you you move from, uh, from the actual uh, historiographical, historiographical research and, and putting it into printed word to actually going and, videotaping it with the with the new media that's available and photographing it with the new media that's available, you know, getting current pictures and uh, visual imagery as well as uh, recording the sound, the natural sound as well, and uh, and, and new interviews with uh, with various uh, people to, to help to explain these things. So it eventually evolved and uh, snowballed, and, uh, you know, it's sort of come full circle because um, there's not much information presented or displayed about the African side of right. the right. Emancipation Proclamation or the right. uh, the American slave experience. Much of it is primarily from sources that are uh, Christian-based. And when I say that, right. I, I just simply mean that the, the religion that the various uh, slave personages profess like Frederick Douglass and uh, Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tubman, et cetera, they, they all professed Christianity. But there's very little known or very little um, pervade about the pre-American experience and the culture of those people uh, and, okay. and, and, and their faith-based background. So that's what we bring to the table. We, we're bringing the missing link. and. Okay. Uh, we're adding that in for the for the public's uh, appreciation and digestion and interaction. Okay. Well, um, I don't want because we're going to come back with that. Uh, can could you repeat that that website? You I think you said uh, ancestor, uh, ancestorafrica dot com or did you say africaancestor dot com? Oh, this is for the genealogy. It's um, it's a website of a corporation that was uh, developed by. Uh, Dr. Rick Kittles, and Dr. Rick Kittles was the uh, the head uh, DNA specialist that uh, analyzed the remains that were found in New York City when, uh, if you remember some time ago, down, I think it's I in the Soho District, yes, I remember they that. were doing uh, construction of the site there, and they, they started finding human remains, and of course they ceased because they wanted to determine who these people were. And, uh, right. He, As he a matter of fact, it was in Harlem where they found it was a burial ground. Yes, yeah, so he, he analyzed the uh, the DNA of the specimens that were found and determined that this was a an ancient African-American burial ground. And as a result of that, his, his patented method that he uses to determine the, uh, the DNA ancestry is uh, available through a company called uh, Anc- AfricanAncestry.com, so the website for his company is uh, www.africanancestry.com and Gina Page is the uh, the current director. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm glad that you are uh, giving our audience all that information because uh, this is information that is very important and that we need to know this and we need to know who we are and where we come from, which is what I'm very excited about, which is what's going to be in our next half of our segment coming up with Mr. Baba Kenya here, right here with us here on Inside the Black Box. 
We are talking about uh, the Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend that's coming up here starting tomorrow. If you, the call out there, would like to call in and time in with us and want to chit-chat with us and enjoy this uh, conversation, please call us at 646-716-7994. And just press 1 so that you can join in on this wonderful conversation with Baba Kenya. We're coming right back after this little bitty break. And we're going to start talking about the Emancipation Proclamation and how he got that to come to the city of Philadelphia. We'll be right back.
Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend, Saturday and Sunday, June 1st and 2nd, 12 noon to 10 p.m. Free admission, living history at its best. CEC Meeting House Theater, 3500 Lancaster Avenue, and New Africa Center Museum, 4243 Lancaster Avenue. Facebook slash Living History Heritage Project or 215-848-3651. That's 215-848-3651. Sponsored by PA Humanities Council, PA Legislative Black Caucus, State Representative Vanessa Lowry-Brown, and Councilwoman Marion B. Tasco. All right, we are back. I am your host, Zahara McGill, right here on Inside the Black Box. That was Everything is Everything by Miss Lauren Hill, and you are so right, Lauren Hill. Everything is everything, especially with the Emancipation Proclamation coming up. Listen, folks, if you want to chime in with us and call in and speak with Baba Kenya, please call us here at 646 716 716-7994, and press number one to join in on the conversation about this up-and-coming hot weekend. Now, let's get back to this, Baba Kenya. I, we want to talk about the Emancipation Proclamation's Jubilee Celebration Weekend. The first question is, could you let our audience know, what is that? The Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend is a two-day event. Uh, it will be hosted on Saturday, June the 1st from 12 noon to uh, 10 p.m. and on Sunday, June the 2nd from 12 noon to 6 p.m. And the two locations are for Saturday's activities, the CEC Community Education Center inside of the Meeting House Theater located at 3500 Lancaster Avenue. All activities will be there on Saturday. And on Sunday, the activities for the venue will be at the New Africa Center and Museum located at 4243 Lancaster Avenue in Philadelphia. The event is All free. Right. It's yes. free admission. That's the key All word, welcome. free. Yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, so now, um, Baba Kenya, um, how were you able to get such a wonderful program uh, and bring it to the city of Philadelphia? In other words, um, how were you able to get it, and what inspired you to bring something like this to Philadelphia? Because to my knowledge, you know, I know they do things on Juneteenth and things like that, but I don't think anything has been like done like this in Philadelphia, if, if I can recall. I don't remember anything um of something of this multitude, something that's so wonderful and educational and informative uh, that has been here in Philadelphia. So how were you able to do that, and why did you do it? Well, Philadelphia is uh, has been dubbed as the cradle of liberty, and uh, as the cradle of liberty, I kind of believe that uh, Philadelphia deserved to have an event like this. Uh, you uh, you check through various uh, sources on the internet and social media, and you find that uh, many other regions of the United States are celebrating and promoting the Emancipation Proclamation of this okay. year because the year 2013 is the 150th anniversary of the Emancipation okay. Proclamation. Uh, it was formally <clears throat> released to the public January 1st of the year 1863, 
And so uh, this year when we had the New Year's and we had the the inauguration also kicking off in uh, January, I I looked to see if there was anything that was going to commemorate the Emancipation Proclamation in January uh, along with that, uh, that, that holiday festive time period, and there was absolutely nothing there. And when I checked through the schedules for the rest of the year, there appeared to be nothing there also, especially in the Philadelphia region. So uh, many of us, uh, when I say many of us, I'm speaking of the uh, various performers, reenactors, as well as the the host venues are all pretty much of a like mind. Uh, we're, we're out to educate and um, broaden the perspectives and comprehension and build bridges between various diverse groups of people that uh, compose our audiences. So I I felt and believed that it was time to gather together the best of the best and bring them to one venue and invite the public to come and partake. So uh, that's how the idea of the Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend came about. Okay. Well, we are truly happy that you decided uh, to bring something like that to the city of Philadelphia. And I'm hoping, and I'm hoping my audience members out there who's listening, that this will be something annually that we can get behind uh, and that uh, and that we can support uh, Baba Kenya in doing something wonderful like this and bringing this to Philadelphia. We're here with Baba Kenya to please join us here in conversation at 646 646- Seven one six seven nine nine four, and we are talking about the Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend. Now, Baba Kenya, I want to ask you: um, Was it hard getting funding for something like this? You know, you're talking about the Emancipation Proclamation, and you know, we'll move on to the program and you know the things that you have lined up because you have some really good stuff. A lot of informative things, uh, things you know, um, you know, things that are not easy to deal with. Because I know there's one segment dealing with slavery and other kind of things like that. So, how are you able to sell this uh, type of program in order to get funding for it? And did it come easy to you? Well, no. Uh, obtaining the funding is uh, <laughs> a difficult, I know, a difficult I know task what you mean at with times. Yeah, it's a difficult task at times, but fortunately, thanks be to God, um, the Pennsylvania Humanities Council believed in the program and uh, gave us sponsorship, as well as the Pennsylvania Legislative Black Caucus and State Representative Vanessa Lowry-Brown, and also Councilwoman Marion B. Tasco. And uh, we also have uh, funding from the uh, Pennsylvania Council for the Arts as well. So it's... um, it's coming together, and uh, it's everything comes together in its its proper due time. And this is the time, this is the season for okay. the Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend. And we want to make this a signature event, hopefully that, as you said, we can do annually. Because in actuality, uh, the period from 2011 up to uh, 2015 is the actual 150th anniversary of also the the Civil War, the United States Civil War, the Emancipation Proclamation, and even Juneteenth. So this is the the time, this is the year period, the uh, four-year period to celebrate and commemorate uh, these events. And so, uh, as I mentioned before, we've gathered the best of the best to assemble on stage 
to give you their various presentations. We have uh, yourself as Sojourner Truth from your uh, Barrymore-nominated uh, production, Sojourner, which yeah. is tour of the United States. And also you took the best of the best in uh, 2012 at the, uh, the D.C. Black Theater Fest. So uh, this is this is something that the public needs to to be aware of and to to be able to come and see, especially if it's going to be free. And uh, we have uh, also uh, Frederick Douglass, who's coming all the way from Kentucky to perform. And uh, 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 one question, Baba Kenya: Is he walking, or is he coming by car this time? Well, he's coming by car this time. He. Uh, <laughs> He decided to have someone drive him, and uh, he'll be here. He was here for the uh, the third USCT's uh, anniversary event at Fort Mifflin uh, about a month ago here in Philadelphia, and okay. uh, he's returning again to do his uh, presentation here for us. Uh, I should mention that on June the 19th, he has received a special invitation from Congress to appear at the Frederick Douglass statue unveiling inside the Emancipation Hall in Washington, D.C. And this wonderful. Frederick Douglass looks exactly like Frederick Douglass. He is the uh, selected premier reenactor for the descendants of the Frederick Douglass family. So uh, this man is something that you really want to come out and see. Uh, we also have Major Martin Delaney was coming all the way from Indianapolis, Indiana, and he was the number one uh, superior uh, military advisor uh, for uh, superior uh, African-American military advisor for Abraham Lincoln's Union Army. Uh, Major Martin Delaney wow. was, uh, was a very profound scholar, an activist, civil rights activist. He had traveled to Africa and he was uh, of the mindset of a back-to-Africa movement in order to settle and uh, deal with the issue of uh, the, the, the slave um, relocation aspect uh, once the slaves are freed. So uh, he'll be there uh, also doing his presentation. And we have the third USCT. We have our own local homegrown award-winning scholar, Philip Seitz, who is a historian, and researcher and author who has won the 2011 Brookings Prize for Creativity for his work with the American Association of Museums. Uh, he's doing a production, actually two productions. One is on uh, the question of slavery in Philadelphia. That will be on Saturday. And on Sunday he does a production called The Question of Industry, and slavery in Philadelphia, because you have to realize that the majority of the world's cotton that was being used in the industry to produce clothing and fabric was coming from the southern United States. And even the okay. northern states relied on this for their mills to operate. And okay. so uh, there was a, you know, sort of um, backhanded, under the table kind of uh, relationship that existed between the northern states and the southern states. Right. In spite of the, uh, the the Civil War, and uh, it even caused the the Union Army to uh, have their uniforms made of wool instead of cotton. That was a, a distinct factor. You know, wool breathes 
and it keeps you warm in the winter, but in okay. the summer when it when it gets extremely hot, it becomes uh, sort of unbearable to wear wool clothing. So the Southern Army had the luxury of wearing clo- uh, clothing that was made of cotton, whereas the Union Army was dressed in wool. Wow! And, uh, wow! You, you can you can imagine thousands of men running around in the ninety plus degree heat of the South, yes. where much of, and the West, where much of the battlefields uh, actually existed, except for you know the the situation at Gettysburg in Pennsylvania. But running around in that heat with uh, with wool clothing on uh, was was very difficult for them. Wow. You just taught me something because I didn't even realize that. Um, that is so interesting. I'm really happy to hear about that. And our audience members out there, if you're listening, please join us at 646-716-7994. Just press 1. We are here talking with Baba Kenya about the Emancipation Proclamation weekend. Um, and I just have one more question. Um, not a question, but a statement. I know, speaking of uniforms, you have a group of men who are coming who are doing a reenactment. Uh, I believe it's a reenactment about the uh, Civil War from the, the point of view of the Civil War from the colored soldiers. Uh, yes. so can you tell us a little bit about them? Uh, that group is the 3rd USCT out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and uh, the USCT stands for U.S. Colored Troops. Uh, President Lincoln commissioned a training camp for U.S. colored troops, and that training camp was located in a place called Lamont, which is actually in Shelton Hills, just on the border of Philadelphia. And this was the the singular primary training camp for over 200,000 African-American men who came to bear arms and fight for the freedom of enslaved African-Americans in this country. And right. uh the Lamont uh, location it was donated by, uh, I believe her name was Lucretia Mott, and uh, she was an abolitionist as well as, um, I think she might have been a Mennonite or a Quaker, but um, this uh, group, the 3rd USCT, will be performing a soldier story, and also they'll be performing a piece on the Emancipation Proclamation to give you a view of uh, how significant that was to African American soldiers, and and there's something I I think I must mention here, and and that is that people are often stereotypically thinking that the Civil War was a war or an issue that was only waged uh, with uh, with white soldiers uh, from the North uh, fighting against uh, white soldiers from the South for the freedom right. of African Americans, and that wasn't the case. There were uh, many different ethnic groups that were involved in the fight for freedom for African Americans. And one okay. uh, case example is uh, Asian Americans. There were Asian Americans in the Union Army, one uh, Asian American from Philadelphia. Uh, his name was um, uh, Nyuk uh, Wu Hung. He was Chinese. He enlisted okay. in the Union Army and fought in the Civil War. Uh, there were uh, Jewish uh, soldiers who uh, who enlisted in Fort as well. One particular colonel uh, was a colonel, colonel Marcus Spiegel, who uh, was uh, out of the state of Ohio, and he uh, went to the battlefield. He was 
summarily wounded, sent home to recuperate. After his recuperation you know, at home with his wife and family, he returned to the battlefield again. And he wow. subsequently died of wounds later sustained in another battle, fighting for African Americans. We have uh, the case of uh, Muhammad Ali ibn Said, who was a 12-year-old child who was kidnapped in the land of Bornu, uh, out of he was also a Fulani uh, tribesman. He was captured at 12 years of age, sold into slavery in, in the Arab world, and where he was sold into slavery among European aristocrats. He traveled the world as a servant to uh, European aristocracy from Austria. He learned 14 different languages, saved the money wow. and purchased his own freedom, got a boat mm-hmm. ticket to the New World. He wanted to see what the what was going on in, in, in the New World. He came in through Canada, into Toronto, Canada, and uh, subsequently he was sort of hoodwinked and uh, wound up losing his money, and he he, he got a ticket on a ferry and crossed the lake into uh, Detroit, Michigan, where okay. as a civilian, as a free man in America, he became a teacher in a classroom. So when Lincoln gave his call to arms to African-American men, to uh, men of valor, men of color, to come and join the Union Army and fight uh, against slavery, he put down his chalk and his his eraser, and he came and joined the Union Army. And, and he wow. rose to the rank of a sergeant, and uh, requested personally that he be demoted to, to corporal because he wanted to become a doctor. He wanted to work in the medical tents. And so that's what they did. He went into the medical tents, and he became a surgeon. And he wrote his autobiography also, but he wrote his autobiography as a free man in America. So Wow, that, so that is really interesting. As, as a matter of fact, that, that will be a very interesting play. Um, the story you just told, because I didn't even know about that. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good on my history, but and I'm sure some of our audience members, they didn't know it either, what you just said about this man. And, and you're talking about a journey. That was a heck of a journey to take um, to end up helping to fight for the freedom and to become a surgeon. Um, I think that's just a beautiful story, and it was just a wonderful journey. Um, uh, so, but I want to get to to. to to your journey before we close out here, um, um, you, you talked about all these other wonderful people uh, who's involved in the Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration uh, Weekend, which is coming up this Saturday, uh, June 1st, and Sunday, June 2nd. Uh, but you did not mention you. Uh, Omar Ibn Sayyid. You have all these one you brought all these wonderful people together. However, yes. it was you who brought us together and I want you to tell people you have a wonderful one man show. Um uh, because you know just, you know, just quickly tell us who you're portraying, uh, the name of the person, um and, and what the storyline a quick what is the storyline about because also I wanna move on before we close out, uh, about this piece. Actually, folks, it will be in the D C Black Theater Festival. As a matter of yes. fact, it is part of the Living Legacy series, and I'm yes. so happy uh, that it will be the D.C. Black Theater Festival. So, you know, you guys got to go to uh, the dcblacktheaterfestival.org uh, website, and please make sure you click on uh, to uh, Baba Kenya's show so that you can go to D.C. If you miss here in Philadelphia tomorrow, you got to get to D.C. and see this wonderful one-man show. So, Baba Kenya, please tell us exactly who are you betraying, even though I already Omar, know who you were doing, and yes. exactly what is the piece about? 
the uh, production is called The Life and Times of Omar Ibn Said. And Omar Ibn yeah. Said represents the pre-American experience of African slaves who were uh, enslaved in the United States. Uh, Omar Ibn Said was a uh, Fulani tribesman who had made pilgrimage to Mecca and uh, was captured in a coup d'etat. He wasn't actively involved. He just happened to be a citizen in the region, and he was summarily sold uh, to uh, sold into slavery and through and by way of the port of Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, the amazing thing about Omar is that uh, he lived to be 96 years old, and uh, as a as a slave, he wrote his own autobiography in the Arabic language. Uh, and as a result of that, that uh, copy, that that Arabic manuscript has become classified as American literature because it was written in America. Wow. Um, like um, uh, the, the gentleman I mentioned before, uh, Muhammad Ali Ibn Said, these are both Fulanis. Uh, one wrote his autobiography as a free man, and the other wrote his autobiography while he was enslaved. Uh, Umar Ibn Said was a multilingual, but he had difficulty with the English language. Uh, he wrote. Uh, he tried to communicate with his captors by writing uh, verses and chapters of the Quran on on the wall of the jail cell with his uh, with a piece of coal he found on the on the floor, and wow. uh, he was uh, he was known for writing uh, many uh, different uh, samples, writing samples in the Arabic language for people. Uh, they would ask him to write passages from the Bible. Uh, but instead he would write passages from the Quran instead, and he would also write his own commentary. Uh, he was enslaved in America for 50, about 57 to 59 years, and even the, in the latter years of his life he continued to, to uphold his faith and you know, perform his uh, ritual prayers and uh, fast during Ramadan. He could always tell by the moon, you know, the seasons of the year, so he would always fast during Ramadan even while he was in captivity. So uh, okay. this uh, story of this character shows people uh, the the resiliency of the human spirit to overcome any and all uh, obstacles and uh, and and complications and complexities that occur in life. Um, okay. This uh, this is a very profound piece. Uh, it's been done uh, throughout the uh, Eastern Seaboard as well as out in the Midwest, and we're headed south. And like you said, it's going to the D.C. Black Theater Fest on June yes. 22nd and 23rd at the uh, African-American Civil War Museum. And we should also mention that we're giving away free copies. I said free copies of the uh, Prince, Prince Among Slaves DVD that's produced by uh, the UPF-TV. And this is about uh, Abdurrahman Ibrahima, who was also Fulani and who was known as a prince among slaves. He came to America prior to uh, Omar Ibn Said. And we're also okay, giving now, away now, free copies. Now, what of the, giving, uh, will, will you be giving those out, Baba? Excuse me. Will, they, will you be giving those out this weekend, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation weekend, or in D.C.? No, at, at this weekend at the Emancipation Proclamation uh, oh. celebration. And we give away uh, free copies of the Civil War. 150 Educators Guide to Teachers and Educators. This is all a courtesy of uh, UPF TV and the History A and E uh, channel. So uh, this is this is what we do to further educate uh, the youth and the public. So we we invite all to attend, come, partake, experience this 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 unforgettable journey back in yeah. time that was roughly 
three generations ago, for most of us who are 60 years old, we had a great-grandparent who lived and experienced this particular time period in their lives. And can you can you give them a website and a phone number to call Baba Kenya uh, for them to, yes. if they want to get more information, if somebody's missed writing down the location, all that. What is the website and phone number where they can reach, uh, get more information so, about the website you want to go to is www.facebook.com forward slash Living History Heritage Project. That's facebook.com, Living History Heritage Project. And the number for further information is 215-848-3651. That's 215-848-3651. And for vending information, you can call 215 215- Three eight seven one nine one one. That's two one five three eight seven one nine one one. Excuse me. I just wanted to. I just wanted to let you guys know there is a caller on the line from the two one five. Do you want me to? Oh, we do have a caller. Oh wow! Right here at the last few minutes. Well, of course. Let's welcome our caller. Um, Hello. Are you there? One second. Okay, it's open. Hello. Hi. Uh, welcome to Inside the Black Box. I'm Zahara McGill, and we have Baba Kenjo on the line. We have, like, maybe about two more minutes left, um, so we are welcome, and we're happy to have you online. Uh, do you, you have a question for Baba Kenjo, a comment, or, or anything you'd like to say we'd like to hear? No, I just wanted to say how interested I was in the program. I've been listening. This is Richard. Oh, hello, Richard. How are you? I'm good. Richard. Richard, yeah, you must Richard come Lamar this weekend. <laughs> yes, Richard, you have to come Saturday. You have to be there. It's a command performance. Yes. Do you hear us, Richard? Are you there? Um, His call dropped. He, he might have lost um, reception on his phone. He probably was calling from his cell phone. Those doggone cell phones. See that? We didn't have that problem, did we, Bubba Kenya, back in the day? We, no, we, we should have just left cell phones alone. <laughs> He's back. Hello. We got him back. Go oh, we ahead, got him Richard. back? Richard, we got you back? Yeah, yeah I'm back. Okay, well, just... we got about two minutes. Uh, we're glad to have you. Anything you would like to say? Yeah, I just wanted to comment on how interesting it was. And um, tell Bob I said hi. And, you know, I'll be there late, but I'll be there Sunday. And we're going to see. No, 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 tomorrow. You must be there tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow, yeah, that's even Saturday. Better. I'm, I'm Saturday. sorry. No, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Starting Saturday. Saturday. We start at 12 o'clock noon. We end at 10. And I, of course, your piece, Sojourner, goes on at 5 for an hour, 5 to 6. And, Baba, can you, can you let the audience and Richard know what time your performance go on? It's uh, uh, 7.30, I believe. My, my performance will go on at 8 o'clock. Okay, because I'm coming straight for work. So I should be there by 6, 6.30. Oh, wonderful, Richard. So, Will, you'll get a chance. You'll sit right next to me, and we'll watch Baba Kenya go to work for. Okay. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for calling there, Richard. Baba Kenya, we want to say thank you here at Inside the Black Box, and uh, we want to make sure that we let the audience know you must attend this wonderful weekend, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Weekend Celebration right here at CEC, 3500 Lancaster Avenue, starting on Saturday. Uh, please, please, it's free. There's no excuse. It's going to be a beautiful day. There's no rain. There's no snow. As Baba Kenya said, everything has a season. And this year, 
at this moment, this is the season for the Emancipation Proclamation Jubilee Celebration Weekend. I'm your host, Zahara McGill, and please make sure you follow us at www.firstworldtheater, that's with an R-E, dot biz, and come join us this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. with our reading of The Immortals by Mr. Richard Lamont Pierce, our playwright who just called in wonderful story about the Negro Baseball League. And join us starting, written by Mr. Joseph P. Blake, June 7th through the 16th of June, Mira Lisa, one of the first world theaters, most controversial plays we have ever done. We want to say thank you so much, and always remember that theater can no longer just entertain. The audience must go home, wake up the next day, and ask themselves the question, Will I be part of the problem or part of the solution? God bless. We will not bow down to our racism. We will not bow down to Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.